inspiring and equipping you to live the life you're destined to live. This is the Ascend Men Podcast. Back at Ascend Camp 23 in February, Nathan Blackaby, CEO of Christian Vision for Men, delivered an inspiring talk titled Call and Response. This was supported by a series of powerful images. To get the full impact of Nathan's talk, check the show notes where there are links to each of his photos. Or if you subscribe to our emails, and you really should, again, check the show notes, you can see all the images in this week's email. Call and response. So if I was to say to you, uh, I'll pick one. Uh, where's Tim? He picked on me. If I was to say to you, three cheers for Tim. Hip, hip. Three. Hip, hip. Three. Hip, hip. Three. There it is. There's a call and a response. Let's try another one. If I was to say to you, oggy, oggy, oggy. Oggy, oggy, oggy. 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 Oggy, oggy, oggy. Great. That used to, apparently, that was what the tin miners' wives used to shout when they'd get the hot pies out of the oven. They'd shout, oggy, 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 and the lads mining would go, oi, 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 and they'd come and eat the pies. Uh, that, yeah, so call and response. I started to discover call and response um, in one of the lockdowns. I got into music. My kids were like, so I, I produce drum and bass music. A bit weird, but it's what I enjoy. Basically, if you, if you don't know what that is, it's just music that's too loud and too fast. But I like it. So I spend a lot of time producing drum and bass music. Uh, and I'd suddenly dis- discovered there's this thing called call and response. There's a call that goes out through music and it leaves you needing to hear the response or a chord needs to be resolved and you, you hear it and you feel it and you want to, to have that response when you hear that call. And I started to apply that a little bit to my Christian life. I'm in a men's group. There's uh, seven of us that meet every other week and we always meet around fire. And uh, we met about a month ago, maybe two months, and I had this vision and I put a picture up, thank you tech team, of this lighthouse. And I just want to talk just for a second about this uh, vision or this picture that I think the Lord gave me. Um, And it was of this lighthouse. It was a dark, stormy night and there was this lighthouse with the light just panning round. And as the light panned round, it lit up this harbour. And as the light brought round onto this harbour, I could see there was loads of boats. But the boats were in different points of their journey. Some of these boats were speeding along. The front was up, they were on top of the water and they were going for it. Other boats were in different stages of despair and chaos and ruin. And on each boat, as the light panned around, just for a second, it gave me a picture of these guys on these boats. They were doing different things on the boat. Some were bailing water out. Some were trying to put fires out. Some were trying to start the motors on the back. Others were hanging on to the edges of the boats that had rolled over. Some of the boats just had a side sticking out of the water. There weren't much left. There were some blokes in the water, paddling, desperate. And there were other blokes that had sunk below the waves. And I could see it. As this light panned round, I could see it. And then with the light, as the light moved round, every time it moved round, I heard this voice calling out. 
But it wasn't like an aggressive, sharp voice. It was like the voice of a mother calling for her son who was lost. And the voice, as it panned round, said, where are my men? Where are my men? And then the voice went round again. It said, where are my men that love my name? And then it went one more time and then I didn't see it again. It said, where are the men that love my holiness? Where are my men that love my name and love my holiness? I started to realise a little bit in my, in my life that there's this call. And, and maybe you've heard it. Maybe you've heard that call. And I think that's a place Jesus calls you, the deepest place in your heart. He'll whisper into it and say, where are you? You can open the book of Genesis and see it. When Adam and Eve hid, what did, Jesus, what did God do? And he's walking in the cool of the garden. He said, where are you? He knew where they were. It's a deeper question. It's searching the heart. Where are you? And I, and I ask that over you tonight. Where are you? And, and let's not veneer it. Let's not gloss. We're not going to do anything crazy, but I want you to search your heart. Where are you tonight? Where is your heart? I've been to too many events, too many groups, men's groups. We've seen it before. There's guys that come out. And we've, we've seen it in Liverpool. A guy turned up. He had a tow rope in the boot of his car to hang himself that night. None of his mates knew. Where are you? There's a deep search of your heart that Jesus can do. There's a call. Where are you? And I started to feel this in my life. And I'll be honest, I've been a Christian. I know what I am now, 40-something, but 30 years and my Christian faith got duty-bound. I showed up, I turned up at things, I was there, I was the guy who turned up, paid the tithe, did the bit, but it didn't have my heart. Jesus did not have my heart. And he certainly didn't have my obedience. He certainly didn't have me walking in holiness. And, and guys, I'm not standing here because I've got this right. I really have not got this right. But I'm pushing for it. Yeah. If you're, if you're clapping, it's for Jesus. There's nothing in me in it. I'm desperate for more of Jesus. And I hear that call on my heart. And I've tried to ignore it. I've tried to water it down. And what does Jeremiah say? He says, it burns in my bones. There's a call on you. Life and time is short. You know it is. We try to pretend it ain't, and we do just for men. Grey, get rid of those greys. It's not really happening. Time's short. There's a call on your life. How will you reply? What will your response be to Jesus? I was just showing up. I was duty-bound. I was just locked in. And the, the maverick, the renegade, the pioneer, the, the guy who was curious, the kid who would dream the impossible and be playful and creative, that died in me. That started to just dissolve. And I was like, oh, this Christian faith is just it's plateaued. But there's more. Jesus will awaken that man in you. And he calls you to holiness. Come on, celebrate that one. Because that's the hard bit. That's the bit we don't always want. My daughter, I've got three, daughter, three two, two daughters and a son. My youngest daughter, I was out 
doing something to the car the other, other morning and she came out with her bike. She'd just done the cycle proficiency at Duke primary school. So she was a professional cyclist. So she came out, helmet on, backpack. She'd made sandwiches. She'd got a map. She'd done everything. Loads of preparation on her bike. It was amazing. And I did something awful. I said to her, where are you going? She went, I'm going on a bike ride. And I crushed it. I'm ashamed to say it. I crushed it. I don't know why, but I did. And I felt a whisper from the Lord as soon as I did it. I said to her, you don't need to do all that. Just, just ride your bike around the block. And she looked at me like I'm an idiot, because I was an idiot. She, she said, Dad, you don't get it. It's an adventure. And I'd lost it. I'd lost that sense of curiosity and playfulness and wilderness. And my Jesus is going to do stuff I've never imagined. I'd got into a rut of Christianism, of just turning up, showing up with no heart attached. And Jesus wants your heart. We've got another slide. I like this one. Describe yourself in three words. I do like that. But the Christ, the mystery of Christ, heaven's champion, what does it look like to know him intimately? And some of you guys will be Christians way longer than me. But let me tell you something, there's more. There's more to who Jesus is. There's more to what he's going to do with your life. There's more. Some of you guys might not even know Jesus. Like you know, you turn up, you show up, but you know he hasn't got your heart. You know he has not got your heart. There's more. I'm going to give us a chance in a minute to respond to this Jesus. But I want to share something with you. Because what men do, we heard about it, and Alan said it, and Tim brought it out, and, and John Eldridge's written a brilliant book, Wild at Heart, and he talks about it. When men get wounded, we run up the mountain like a scolded cat, and we run into the cave. And for a lot of us, we die in there. A lot of us are dying in caves. I know you are. There's a call to come out again, son. Lift your head again, son. And it's hard. It's not an easy thing. I'm not trying to belittle it. But you've got Jesus. There's some, I think the next slide, let's have a look at this one. If you Google Jesus, this is what you get. This to me is a joke. It's a joke. When I ran into depression and wanted to end my life, that bloke didn't rescue me. He couldn't have handled it. I'm being, no, that's it, he couldn't have. There was a time in my life, and I don't often share this, I don't know if this has been recorded, but I'll say it anyway. There was a time in my life when somebody, a man, brought a lot of chaos into my life and my home, my family. And I, I plotted revenge. And I planned to murder him with a hammer. I'd worked it out. That's no joke. I'd worked it out. This bloke didn't come and rescue me. Jesus of the cross rescued me. Jesus of the scars rescued me. Not this guy. Sitting there with sheep. No. Let's try another image. This is a, I, I, I love photography. There's a guy called Lee Jeffries who photographs homeless people, broken people. 
Let's have a look at another one. Look into his eyes. Let's have another one. Jesus of the scars. I'm taking you to an extreme deliberately. I'm not saying this is what Jesus looked like, but the Jesus that I know, he knows the very darkness in my heart and he's been there and he's rescued me. He's journeying with me through the very darkest of valleys and he brings light and peace and truth into my life like nothing else will. The Jesus that I know will meet me in death and take me to eternal life. The Jesus I know looks me in the eye and says, son, will you walk in my holiness? And it's at that moment I start to look away from that Jesus because I, I, I worry I can't pay that cost. When Jesus says to me, will you love that person that hates you? I say, ooh, well, that's a bit. Will you look at every woman in your life and around your life and on the fringes of your life with integrity? I think, oh, oh no, I'm not sure about that one. Will you give generously from your heart? Not from what you think you can afford, but from your heart. Well, I'll have to make a calculation, see what's left at the end of the month. Do you see what I'm trying to pull out? This Jesus of the cross is different. We have a saying, don't we? It hits different. He hits different. It's Jesus of the cross. What God has got scar tissue? Huh? What God has got scar tissue? Jesus of the cross has. I don't know if I've got any slides left, but I may have. There's a moment in the Bible I want to read to you. This is from Luke 5. I'm going to quickly get us into into it. Luke 5, where Jesus calls Simon Peter. Jesus is speaking. He finishes speaking. He says to Simon, put out in deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night long. Caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they did this, they caught a great number of fish. Their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help. They came and filled both boats so full they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord, because I'm a sinful man. Imagine this moment, this boat on the seas. Sometimes I go to that Jesus with the sheep. It's like Jesus was in there in that boat, the spray, laughing, arms down in the sea, pulling out the fish with Simon Peter, up to his knees in fish, slimy, slopping around. He was in that moment. And then I think Simon Peter turned and looked Jesus in the eye. And he went, oh no, get away, get away Lord, get out of this boat. I'm a sinful man. And Jesus says, nah, come closer. We're going to do things different. Come and follow me. And that's the invite you see Jesus giving throughout the New Testament. He says, come closer. Don't tap out, tap in. I want to encourage you with that. Tap into Jesus. Last two things in two minutes, three minutes. Let's push through. Quick slide. I want to share this because I think it's important. You might remember in Chile, 2010, 33 miners got stuck underground, really deep underground, like thousands of feet. They were in there 69 days. Next slide. After about two weeks, the president of the country, whose name I can't remember, we'll call him Colin, He rang a mate of his, a sculptor, and he said, get a cross made up and we'll put it on top of the uh, mine shaft. 
He put a monument over the lives of living men. He built a gravestone over the lives of living men. Let me show you another quick picture. This is Rodrigo, a mate of mine. This is in Brazil. The little light at the top of his bed, that's where a chain come through the door, through the wall, and he was chained up, drug addict, and his mum had him chained up like an animal in the house. And I went in that room, I took that picture. <coughs> I went in that room and I looked at that bloke resting with addiction and I said to the guy that was with me, let's get out of here, we can't help. And I went to walk out and start my car and the bloke I was with went, you're an idiot, we're taking him. We believe in Jesus. And we took Rodrigo home. It took a year walking with him, journeying with him. He got his life sober and clean, gave his life to the Lord. He got married, discovered he had a incredible music gift, a singer, and he went forward with Jesus. I wrote that bloke off. I made a, a headstone over his life. I built a grave over the top of him while he was still alive. And what I want to say to you is, we build that stuff over our own lives. We, we might have had other men or other women or other people build that stuff over our lives. It is not over with Jesus. It's not over. It can be a new man, a new creation. Guys, there's a chance to respond. What I want to do is just do two things. I'm going to invite us to stand in a minute. And I want to invite guys who have maybe felt that that spotlight landed on you. Particularly guys who know they haven't yet given their heart to Jesus. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to invite him into your heart. If you do, I want to ask you to come and speak to me or Alan or some of us at the back there to pray for you, plug you in. I'll give you a Bible and we'll have a chat. But I'm also going to invite you guys that do know Jesus and have maybe felt that spotlight as well settle on you. Maybe there's things you need to sever tonight. Maybe there's things you need to sever tonight. Agreements you've made, words have been spoken over you, words you've spoken over yourself, places where you are going, things that you are doing in secret. Maybe there are things that need severing tonight. Maybe there's stuff to burn. And maybe there's stuff to plant and water and build on. That you say, no, I've got to put this before Jesus. This is exciting. Men, let's stand together and let's pray. Firstly, gentlemen, if you are receiving Jesus for the first time tonight, let's just reach out our hands if you feel comfortable to do that. And you can repeat after me, Jesus, I want this to be about you. Forgive me for the sin and chaos in my life and my heart. I repent, I turn away from these things and I accept your free gift of life, Jesus. You died on the cross for me. I take the fullness of Jesus, his life, his birth, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. And I place that truth in my heart. Teach me how to live with you in sight, Jesus and I will follow you. And men, if you do know Jesus as your Saviour, then my prayer over you is this. Jesus, would you bring that light, that searchlight round to their hearts tonight? What's your call on their hearts, Lord? What is it, Holy Spirit, that you are putting on their lives that you want to touch, you want to bring to the surface, Lord? Do that now, I ask. Lord, as we hold this thing or these things before you, we say, Jesus, heaven's champion, 
Jesus of the cross, Jesus of the scars, meet me in this place. Tune my ear to heaven. Use my obedience for your glory. Lord, teach me a path of holiness that I've never known. Meet me, Jesus, in a way that I've never known and turn my life and my obedience for your glory. And bring me one day, Jesus, face to face with you. Heaven's champion, my King of kings and my Lord of lords. You've got my heart. Amen. That's it for this Ascend Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please share it with a mate. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we are stronger. 